welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 1, Therefore we must, we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. Say the things we have heard. Say the things we have heard. How well you'll be able to fulfill your destiny in God has everything to do with what you have heard and what you've been hearing. What your life turns out to be has a lot to do with what you keep hearing and what you have heard. Amen. Therefore, we must give more earnest heed. We must give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. So the outcome of your future, desired future, desirable future has a lot to do with what you have heard. And if you don't hold on or pay careful heed to what you have heard, so long as God is concerned, you drift away and the desired destiny will not be realized. So he said, therefore, let us, uh, uh, therefore, let us give more earnest heed to the things we have heard. That means you can hear and, and disregard or neglect. You remember I was talking about neglect. And when you neglect, the consequences and the... Uh, Mr. Pedosis is not nice. Okay, so now let us give more energy to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. For the word spoken, say the word spoken. spoken. Anything God says later, he starts saying from the beginning. But sometimes you don't realize it. Truth is one, basic truth is always in agreement with advanced truth. So you get to advance to it only to realize that the basic truth you were, you were, they were trying to teach, which, which you didn't get better understanding or better grips of, is actually in complete agreement and in complete support with the advanced truth. There's no way you can appreciate the advanced truth if you don't have the basic truth. That's why in Hebrews it talks about, therefore, let us leave the elementary truth. The elementary teachings, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, talks about let us leave the elementary teachings. The elementary principles said, therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go to perfection. You see, you, you, you have to get very strong grips with the elementary so that you can go on to the perfect one, the advanced one. Perfection here means advanced. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 downwards, it says that for, for by this time, all right, said, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you still need someone to teach you again the elementary, you see, the first. So, when you miss the first, you can't go to the next. So, then you say the elementary. Amen. But the, the, there's something, there's something beautiful about the elementary. The elementary is so colorful, so beautiful that it actually gives meaning to the advance. Now, in the modern day church, we are looking for such huge revelations that we have drifted. That's the warning. We have drifted away from the basics. The Holy Ghost is the basic, is the advanced, and is the be all. If you get so advanced that you can't teach on the Holy Ghost, you have actually missed. You've lost it. You've missed your bearing. You lost your bearing. You've you have been derailed. You you've drifted away. You drifted away, and you are wondering why things are not working the way they should. You've stopped putting fuel in your car. 
And you're wondering why this powerful car is not moving. I doubt how you can do a church without Holy Spirit. And Pastor, why are you trying to do pastoring? Do church without the Holy Spirit? It's so unhealthy and actually unwise. But it's amazing how it misses our grasp. We drift away. The basics, say the basics. I told you, I told you we see Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have an interesting time arriving there. So, he says that, do you know where? I'm going very far. I'm going to verse 8. And I haven't been able to go past verse 2. And I've, I've taken weeks to explain verse 2 already. But I, I, just, I realized that there's so much in the basics that if you, the strength of your advance has a lot to do with your strength, the strength you have on the basics. Your foundation is very firm. You can build as high as you want. <laughs> Weak foundation can support strong advancement of uh, huge structures. And the organism which operates on one shared life, the life behind church is the Holy Spirit himself. And the early, I feel like preaching and the Holy and the Holy Spirit is very sensitive to engagement and involvement of flesh. And so one of the manifestations and the signs of a matured spiritual person is how he's been able to stay away from the flesh or keep the flesh out of their work of God. So your, the sign of your maturity is not how much you shout, not how well you dance, not how well you can sing. Give me a break. That has not got to do with your physical ability. It, it has got to do with how much you are able to live by the Spirit. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, I could not feed you with meat. I couldn't speak to you. I wanted to, but I, your system cannot take it. Paul said, I could not feed you with meat. Because your system has not been developed to take it. He that too, I can only feed you with milk. Oh, he says that I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to read. It's not that I didn't want to give you. you. Your system can't take it. One of the signs of maturity of a believer is how well they're able to take corrections. Say corrections. 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 How well be able to take corrections and not be filled with themselves? I don't feel it. I don't like it. You are failing, actually. You're failing. It doesn't matter what you don't like or what you feel. Corrections and how well they're able to take rebuke. And so you can't stand my rebuke. You can't stand my crowning. I can crown you. Uh-uh. He said, I could not feed you with solid food, meat. I could not feed you. I, I, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you... Oh, that's not a good one. That's not a good one. You are still not able. Mm, you can be a minister. You can be a minister. You can be a pastor. And you are still not able to receive meat. That's what I'm doing. I could not feed you with solid food. Okay, so he says that you have to take heed of the, these, these things that you hear, that they do not slip. Basics, say basics. basics. Say basics. First Timothy chapter 4, from verse 1. Okay, that, that's what excites some of you. 
The Spirit clearly says that that's not what I got my attention. The Spirit clearly says that in the last days, um, some will depart from the faith, mm-hmm. giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines taught by demons. All this got my attention. Interesting, because I've been seeing that. Number two, <laughs> number two, it says that speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their conscience seared with hot iron. All this is interesting. And number three, I'm going to number four and five. That's what got my attention. Forbidding to marry and uh, uh, commanding to abstain from food and all that people will be saying. And, uh, okay, that, that's what I'm looking for. Commanding to abstain from um, uh, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with. That, actually, that's what I'm looking for. That's what got my attention. To be, he said, you should receive your food with what? And what? To be thanksgiving by who? That's what got my attention. There are a lot of believers here, but you should know the truth. That is actually what gives you the totality of Christian substance. Your belief and knowing the truth. He says that it is those who believe and know the truth who are able to receive every food with thanksgiving. And uh, your belief and your knowledge of the truth will even kill every kind of um, high-level cholesterol in the food. I mean, yes. But when I was reading that, got my attention. Believe. And know the truth. Hebrews chapter 2. By someone learning something, I've spoken extensively about the basics, which is so cardinal. Um, for, we, for if the word spoken, say spoken. spoken. Say spoken. spoken. If the word spoken. Hmm, for if the word spoken through angels, angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense or reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Say so great a salvation. So great a salvation. The salvation we are coming into has to do with not just what Jesus has done for us, but who he is as well. And we have been, we have been born again to inherit. And so when we are born again, we are saved, saved from the powers of darkness. And not just that, also we are about, we, we share the glory of Christ. And we are about to, uh, 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 in the second coming, we are about to reign with him. There's so much greater salvation. Everything is included. Amen. But do you know what I noticed? It says that how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which, which at the first, the salvation began to be what? I thought maybe when you look at it, um, like I'm speaking now, I spoke a little bit about the Holy Spirit, did I? I spoke about the Holy Spirit and I spoke about maturity. I didn't speak maturity. I spoke about because he speak about a noun, about a noun. But we found out from the text that Jesus didn't speak about salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by Jesus. He was speaking salvation. He spoke salvation. He spoke. When he spoke, someone is getting saved. <laughs> That's why he said, don't, he said, I told you, it starts from what you are hearing. Yeah. So the blessedness is in the, what is being spoken. Not being spoken about. There are a lot of people who know about God, about the Bible. So they say, I did religious studies. Yeah. And so what? That doesn't make it. I've, I've, I've studied theology to master's degree. And so what? And so what does he entitle you to? What does he entitle you to? You can play with lions because you've tamed your lions. You can play with them. I saw on a clip on the internet someone playing with lions, putting his head in the lion's mouth, playing with them. It doesn't make you, you can, it doesn't mean you can digest what they can digest. You may have a lot of giraffes in your house playing with them. You can't eat the grass they eat, can you? 
Because your system can process what their system can. So the point I'm making here is that the fact that you know about the Bible doesn't mean you've been eating the word. You haven't fed on it. It's food. Listen, may I say this? This is not for theological studies, even though it helps. The, the Bible is basically for food because God created us to eat. See, read your Bible. He didn't create us to read. The first thing was not to eat. That's what Jesus said. If you don't eat me, you don't have life. He who does not eat me, I am the bread that came from heaven. He said, he said you, for, that's why he multiplied the, uh, the bread for them to eat. Now when they were looking for more, John chapter 6, follow him. He said, listen, you are coming to make me king because of the bread I gave you. Did you remember our father who art in heaven a little bit? The first request, the kingdom can, that will be done, ask them, give us, give us what? This day what? Bread. Bread. We are created to eat. <laughs> but eat what? One must not live. So when the devil came to tempt Jesus, the first, why do you think he came to tempt, him, tempt Adam and eat with food? Because they have, they, have, they have not been created to do anything. God didn't create them and demanded anything from them. He created them and he said that, eat. Just eat. He blessed them. He said, have dominion now, eat. Your diet. But they ate something else. Because the devil said, no, you have to eat this one too. So when he came to tempt Jesus, the first temptation is that, turn what is not edible. Turn it into food. Jesus said, you got it wrong because it's the word. Because I've just heard the word that you are the son of God. He said, if you are the son of God, the devil came, the first command challenge, he said, if you are the son of God, but you just heard it. He said, yes, if you are the son of God, turn this in. So he distracted his attention from God's word to disobey God's word by becoming just mundane and thinking of physical stuff. Yeah, I I I know you may not have all the money, but life is not about money. No, no, if you can find out what life is about, money will begin to come towards you. Some of us are wasting our destinies based on the job we are doing. Because you are getting so much money. A job that has taken you away from fellowship. Has taken you away from fellowship with the Holy Spirit and other believers. Is killing you. How? I'm getting the money. You don't live because of money. You live to fulfill an assignment and a purpose. I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. Amen. Watch it. Don't let your need to secure your life here make you miss why you're actually here. <laughs> oh, oh, why did he say that? Why did he say, God knows you need it. Just seek the kingdom first. He said, don't do any other thing. Seek first. Priority. So anything that makes you seek the, seek the kingdom later is killing you. Because if you can seek the kingdom first, those other things don't have a choice, but they'll come towards you. They'll come towards you. So Satan came to Jesus, change this thing into bread. Disobey God. Forget about what God has said. Someone will tell you, ah, man, we need to pay bills. You're also talking Bible, 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 Bible. God said, God said, ah, listen, I'm thinking of my bills now. <laughs> You're also talking Bible. He does not know that it's the Bible that guarantees you your future. There are some bills that cannot be paid for your information. So don't bother trying to pay. Am I preaching at all? Yes. Hebrews chapter 2. <laughs> Therefore, verse 2, for, for if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received just, a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great sal- a salvation which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard. They heard him speak the salvation and now they came and confirmed this salvation 
to us. All right, watch this, watch this. Confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also bearing witness, watch this. God also bearing witness to the salvation that was spoken, which was confirmed to us. God also bearing witness. And how did God bear witness? God also bearing, bearing, bearing witness. God said, I am a witness. I am a, God decides to put himself in the witness box. And he says that I'm going to back what the truth of the truth claims of what the gentleman is saying. God also bearing them witness. God also bearing, bearing witness both with Simeon, signs, terrors, terrors. <laughs> this is the same way he does. The man is influencing me for you, for those of you who don't know. Simeon, terrors. <laughs> and Tunamis. God bearing them witness with Simeon terrors and dunamis. Simeon signs. Signs is like something that portents, something that has progidity or something that is prodigious. It's pointing to something, has progidity. You look at it, and this is a very interesting thing, but it's pointing to something. Now, a sign, the word translated sign, the terrace, means that something that is very peculiar about somebody that distinguishes him from the others. So that when someone has signs around him, you can't miss the person. Do you understand that? Okay, when, 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 I, when I say that, uh, who is the man who was uh, leading the prayer this morning? I so saw, maybe you are not here, but the gentleman in the red tie. That's the sign. So suddenly, the red tie stands out, and that is the sign. Different from, because if we are all in red ties, or, or, or we say the lady with the nice hair. Everyone has got a nice hair. All right. But if we say the lady with the red inside her black hair, immediately, as soon as you scan, your eyes will land somewhere that there's one particular lady with a nice red in the black hair. It's a sign. It makes you stand out. Out amongst others. So God bears witness to his word that was to the salvation that was spoken of, confirmed by the, those who heard him. If God bears witness to it by making things stand out. When, when you speak those words, you begin to stand out. How he does it, he does it through different, different means. But he says that. So God also bearing them witness. Now when we talk about signs, that by which a person or a thing is distinguished from others and is known. So a sign or a, 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 a prod, prodigy or potent, listen, potent as unusual occurrence transcending the common cause of nature. This thing is unusual. And this is when we talk about sign, not just red tie, but we are talking about something that transcends or goes beyond the common cause of nature. That's how people are, some people are making money. They are making money by doing things that transcend nature, that transcend the common course of nature, not necessarily by the supernatural power of God. That's how those who go who do the magic and stuff like that, people are in awe. Oh, wow. He put his hand, pulled out the handkerchief, handkerchief. Or he takes the handkerchief, puts it in his pocket, pulls it out. You see handkerchief coming, then it turns into a cat. <laughs> but is that not the, what the magicians have been doing to you? So science. All right. And then when we talk about wonders, you're talking about miracles. 
talking about extreme occurrence, extreme manifestations. So God, that's how God confirms his word. And then when you talk about uh, signs, terrors, and uh, um, dunamis, that is for now. I, I, it got my attention when I was doing my research and studies. Dunamis got my attention because dunamis is actually points to an inherent power. So when we talk about God confirming their word with signs, wonders, and dunamis, talking about the dunamis is um, three three guys here. The one who has the dunamis. So maybe his presence here is making everything shake. Okay, let me even use, let's say he's got this wonderful, strong perfume. So he comes here, the perfume actually comes with him. Because kind of, this, that beautiful, that wonderful smell is, is inherent or resident with him. So his presence brings it. So when God was confirming his word with signs, wonders, the power is not just literal power that is everywhere. It's power that is tied to particular individuals who are speaking what God wants to confirm. That is what makes sometimes um, anointed servants of God very interesting because they work with God in such a way that they, what they carry, God's power becomes resident in them. Someone can come and pray. You don't see the answer. They pray and the manifestation is different because if you know, God can do it anyway. Yeah, God can do it, but he has committed his backing into certain vessels. So how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, dynamis. Holy Ghost, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. In Acts chapter 10, verse 37, 38, 38 particularly. So God anointed him and he was going around. In Acts chapter 2, verse 22, he says that Jesus Christ, a man, attested to you by God with signs, wonders, and miracles. So God proves God throws his weight behind people by the kind of things he does through them. It's God who does that. So this is how God throws his weight behind people, by the kind of manifestations he grants them. Listen, stop making the noise. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Let Jesus said, if you don't believe me for what I said, in John chapter 10, verse 37 and 38, he was saying that let my words tell you who I am. If you do not, if you do, if I do, if I do not the works of my father, don't believe me. Verse 38. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I. So my works are pointing to who sent me. If God is with you, you will see by the results. Mm-hmm. He said, for you shall receive dunamis after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then because of the power that comes to rest, reside with you, wherever you go, you said, and you shall be witnesses. Witnesses. Whilst God was lending credit, lending assent to what you are doing or what you are saying by signs, wonders, and miracles. Paul said the signs, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 12, said the signs of an apostle were clearly demonstrated amongst you. The signs of an apostle. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. It was demonstrated amongst you. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 15, verse 19. Um, am I right? Yeah, I think it's Romans 15, 19. It's quite an interesting text. You see, in, in verse 18, quickly, verse 18. For I will, for I will not dare to speak of any, any, any of those things which Christ has accomplished through me in words or in uh, words and in word and deed to make the gentile the gentiles obey obedient okay so god does something to just help someone to obey to make them obey. go to the next verse he says that in in mighty signs and wonders 
by the power of the uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he said, this is how God did it in mighty signs and wonders, and by the by the by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mighty say mighty signs, mighty say wonders. wonders. God is those who say God has stopped working wonders. Since when did he stop? Now oh, it stopped since the the Bible was completed. For he needed to work wonders to back those who were putting the Bible. It's called cessationism. To back those who are writing the Bible. So now the Bible is feeling God doesn't want to have to do it. No, he has to back his word. Yeah. The word we speak is what he backs. Yeah. Bible says God confirming, his, confirming the word. Mark chapter 16 verse 20. I've come to like that text so much. God, and they went everywhere preaching. Okay, they went preaching everywhere. God, the Lord working with them and confirming the word. He hasn't stopped confirming the word. If you believe the word, he confirms the word you believe. Someone shout hallelujah. So God backs his word with signs, wonders, and miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, in Hebrews chapter, I'm talking about Hebrews chapter, 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 chapter 2, verse 4, confirming God also bearing them witness with, the, the, uh, verse, verse, verse 4, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders, with, with various miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The word translated gift also is, and the distribution, the distribution, the word translated gift is, and the distribution of the Holy Spirit. Now, distribution of the Holy Spirit has two connotations, meaning that what the, the things the Holy Spirit brings and the, the release of he himself, the Holy Spirit. So God giving us the Holy Spirit for all these things that, that has to be done. All right. So, so when, you, when God sends you, he makes sure that the Spirit is released and supplied to you. That's why I said something. You can't do church without the Holy Spirit. You are trying to lead the choir without the Holy Spirit. You are trying to lead the ashes without the Holy Spirit. Because you have, gone, you have done some um, leadership course. You've gone to leadership. It's very good. It's very good. But actually, on top of the leadership, what we actually need is the Holy Spirit. When they were choosing people to serve tables in the church, early church, in Acts chapter 6, when they were choosing t- people to serve tables, they said, choose people who are full of the Holy Spirit, who have wisdom and good reputation. What people think about you matter. When it comes to God's work or the reputation you have in society and community matters, you can't every time. How you dress determine how people can address you. In fact, I saw it in Proverbs. It says, there's a woman who attempted a certain man. The man straight and went to a woman who was dressed in the attire of a harlot. There is a dressing that belongs to harlots. Bible says attire of a harlot. That means that there are some attires that only harlots are supposed to be seen in. So if you are not one, why do you want to go for that? Cover up. I know nowadays they use a lot to try to, so they are reducing the amount of fabric, cloth they use, the amount of cloth they use to sew. So even men, even men, they, they reduce them. Nowadays their trousers. Previously there's a lot of space. Now look at all this. And so now some of the sisters are taking advantage, glorifying, praising God for this scarcity of fabric. It's affecting, you sit down, you are struggling. You sit down, you are struggling. You are walking, you are walking, you can't walk. <laughs> Sister, you sit down, you come to church. People see you, they say, no, this can't be going to church. Now, someone who has just arrived doesn't matter. They will get to know better. But you are too matured. You are too mature. You're supposed to be a leader. Give me a break. Get the basics. Learn some of the clothes. Have some flesh around the cloth. 
is unsightly. Christian ladies to dress like someone going to the nightclub to church. Oh, no, no. Pastor, I can't say that because it is stop preaching dress. I'm not preaching dress. I'm preaching maturity and responsibility. You can wear it as much as you want, but we know who you are. We can't force you that. Hey, you can't wear this. No, don't come to church. Hey, no, no, we can't do that. We can only teach you. If you are maturing, you respond to good teaching. Attire epidemic. Epidemic. That is ravaging the church, the body of Christ nowadays. Because the world is busily coming to the church. It is not, there's nothing wrong with the boat being in water. But there's a problem if there's water in the boat. There's nothing wrong with the church being in the world. And then when the, the world is coming to church, the, into the church, the Bible talks about, I cried. I cried because there was none worthy to open the scrolls. Where I was going. There's no one found whether to open the, the scroll. Then the, one of the elders told me, cry not, weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. In Hebrews chapter 2, he says that God, that God created everything and put it under man. But yet we don't see everything under us. But there's something we see. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Things are dying. The answer to death. Death is not just the, the, the funeral. The funeral, in fact, I was thinking of, okay, today's message may be the last show. The funeral is the last show. But you haven't got into the last show. You have to do something before you get to the last show. Death means that, when Bible uses the word death, depression, when you use sicknesses, um, lack of peace, things are falling apart. That means that's death. And Jesus Christ came to destroy him who has the power of death and deliver us who have been subject to death all our life. So even though we are created to be in dominion, Genesis chapter 1, we are created to be in dominion, yet we see we are not in dominion. But what do we see? We see Jesus, the lion, who has prevailed. Oh, I wish I could preach this message without wasting time on talking about um, um, the elementary, elementary pediatrics. Because someone is not growing, we got to get someone to grow to eat the meat. Oh, you didn't get it. The reason why I had to stay on, stay on some things is because we need to prepare people to be able to handle solid food. If you want to feed sheep, don't put it on top. They are not giraffes. Bring it down so that they can eat. If you put it on the tree, they are not giraffes. They can't get. So this high and lofty revelation sometimes, it doesn't really help people. Because if the thing is too much for them, they can't get it. They are sitting there, oh yeah, just finish this message. This, oh yeah, oh yeah, let's clap for him so they can finish it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I feel like preaching. Are you getting something at all? Did you receive something? Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.